Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Jackie Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7. And uh, for this episode, I didn't feel like it was right to start with music. It's taken me a, a while to figure out what the right words to say about what happened last week. Um, honestly, uh, a lot of my focus last week was just to making sure to cover the, the news angle of the story, but also make sure that Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry were remembered for who they were and their impact of what their impact on whoever they met. You know, these three young men were tragically murdered coming back from a field trip. And they were doing everything right. They they played their game on Saturday. And on Sunday, they went to D.C. to watch a play with their class. And instead of coming home and thinking about Monday morning early practice, they were gunned down on the bus and their lives were cut too short. And in, a, in something that you can't even explain. You can't explain what happened. And I think that is the part where you struggle. And I think everyone struggles with is you don't understand the why. And it gets you angry. And you don't want these young men's lives to just be connected with that violence. You want them to be remembered for their smiles, their their personalities, their they're big personalities. I think when you think of these three players, and I had the honor and privilege to cover these three young men as a reporter. And when you're a reporter, you know, you get to see these guys unfiltered at times at practice. You get to see these young men in the environment that they love. They love the game of football. So you get to see them in those times. You feel for them when they lose. You're there when they're winning and they're hyped up. You see the joy when Lavelle Davis was back at practice, excited about coming this season. You see Deshaun Perry. The day after his 22nd birthday, he was being interviewed about how great he did the game prior when he, when the staff moved him from linebacker to defensive end because they were short in that position and he was able to contribute. You saw the joy of him getting that recognition. You see Devin Chandler when, you know, during practices, although we didn't get to see him on the field as much on Saturdays, when you saw him at practice, I could see why they called him the dancing machine because he would just always be filled with joy. I was looking through my phone and I saw a video of him just dancing, uh, waiting for the punt return. So it's, uh, so that's what, I wanted to do last week is to make sure those stories were told because those young men affected a lot of lives. For me, I would like to share my memories of each of them with Devin. Unfortunately, I didn't get to know him very long. Uh, he transferred from Wisconsin and the moments that I did have with him, he was, he was a joy to talk to, you know, he was a, he was a fun interview when I talked to him during um, fall camp. And Lavelle Davis, uh, he was one that I also, unfortunately, didn't have a lot of time with. Uh, he was hurt last season. 
So I, the first time I interacted with him was actually in the spring. But seeing the love and devotion he had to the Higgins family says a lot. Um, and, and even when uh, my son, Mateo, uh, during pre-K, there, one day the pre-K was closed and Mateo had to come with me uh, for one of the interviews. And just to see the just getting out, coming out of the way and interacting with a four-year-old at that point. It, it was nice. It, I, there's no words to it. it. It was just, you know, this young man didn't have to come and say hi to Mateo, but he did. And, and then Deshaun Perry. I first met Deshaun down in Miami. I was covering the Gators at that point. Um, we were at the Under Armour, an Under Armour camp. It was down in downtown Miami. At this point, I was covering the Gators and uh, Deshaun Perry was having a uh, very good camp. Um, So he had a Virginia offer. So I was uh, talking to Jamie Oaks and I was telling him that I would grab Deshaun for him and interview him. But at that point, actually the Gators were also evaluating him. So I was looking at him and he was pretty impressive and I was like, okay, let me talk to this uh, guy. He's being very violent on the field. So I was talking to him and the, the description of a gentle giant is is pretty accurate when it comes to Deshaun. So we were we were talking and it was um I still remember that conversation actually. It was well, we were talking at the Under Armour and I was interviewing him, so he knew all the questions. But I even joked, I was like, Do you even need me to ask you the questions? Because you already know what visits are coming up and uh who stands out, who's talking to you. So he knew the drill. But then afterwards, um, he had told me he was going to visit Virginia. So I said, oh, that's that's funny. You know, I just came from covering Virginia. I covered the Gators now, but I covered Virginia. And he was like, oh, no kidding. And we started talking. And, of course, I brought up Bodo's bagels. And I told him he needed to try Bodo's while he was in town. Uh, make sure that on the unofficial visit at this point, it wasn't. A, I don't think he I think he was planning unofficial at that point. I can't remember if it's unofficial or official, but I told him, regardless, uh, make sure that that staff or whoever was your host would take you to Bodo's Bagels. And um, I was telling him about all the places that I liked uh, when when I was living in Charlottesville and um, that, you know, that if you ever had any questions about what to do with Charlottesville, you know, he has my contact information because we always you always exchange when you're doing an interview. He said, oh, cool. And I also talked to Deshaun's dad um telling him the same thing if they needed anything and that's where that relationship kind of started and you know when obviously I stayed covering the Gators but he came over here to Virginia I still looked after what's going on with UVA and when he had that touchdown I like messaged the dad saying oh wow I saw Deshaun score a touchdown and then when I got back on the beat one of the first people to uh, reach out to me, congratulating me on my role, but also to sympathize um, with what I was going through with my son when he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes was actually Deshaun's dad. That is a, so that is an amazing family. And there are no words just basically saying I'm sorry for all three families that have lost a loved one. And also the families of Mike Collins and Marley Morgan. That 
you have and also to Marley Morgan and Mike Collins because they have to move on from this and all to, to everybody on that bus that had to live through that. So to everyone that just you I'm sorry. That's all you can say. And you just hope and pray that they can slowly heal and recover as well as to the entire Virginia Cavaliers football team who lost a teammate, a brother, a friend, and to all the family members who lost someone so dear. I wanted to end with everyone sharing what these three young men mean to them. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of the sound from uh, from the memorial this past Saturday and also some audio clips of some of the interviews I did over the course of the last week so that you guys can get a better grasp on who Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry really were. And also to know how strong running back Mike Collins is off the field and what type of human being Mike is as well. I cannot describe to you the sadness we feel in our hearts as we mourn your loss. We never thought we would have to say goodbye so soon. It was never supposed to be this way. You will remain in our hearts forever because of the impact you made in our lives. You lit our lives up like a shining star in the sky. Your smile alone was enough to brighten up anyone's day. You had a special gift when it came to talking to people, making them laugh, making them feel loved. It didn't matter if it was someone you didn't know at all. You just met them. You could talk to them like you knew them for years. Your joy for life was contagious and you made everyone around you happy. You could find humor in any situation, even if it's something you probably should have kept to yourself. Never afraid to be yourself and you never let anyone's words bring you down. It was your world and we were just living in it. I was grateful to have amazing encounters with all three of these angels that were taken from us. Devin, you put a big smile on my face every day when I saw you grinding and working on your schoolwork in JPJ, no matter the circumstances you were going through. It definitely made it easier for me to push and get my own work done, and I really appreciate it. Lavelle, the one conversation that comes to my mind is when you told me on the sideline, you look at me and you go, damn, Will. I need to tell my son to be a kicker, man. Y'all don't do nothing in practice. <laughs> and that boy loved Ridgeville, man. Uh, he always rep it no matter what. I know us coming in here 2020 during COVID year, you know, me, Lavelle, Meek, Dave, and Don, we were the only skilled players in our, in our class. And as we began to know each other, we telling each other where we're from. We're all from bigger cities than Ridgeville, but I swear Lavelle would make Ridgeville sound like it was the biggest city in the world. <laughs> um, pretty sure it's only 2,000 people in there. And <laughs> you know, New York is, I don't even know how big New York is, it's big though. Um, and you know, he had this, this one tattoo on his arm, 187. And we're like, oh, okay, like, is that 187, like area code or whatever? It's like, nah, it's, it's my exit. You're like, An exit, like why are you why are you repping that exit? He's like, that's where I'm from. I'm like <laughs> he was just he was just so friendly for a for a giant of a guy. I mean, you know, he's six six, he's two twenty five, but he was he was always friendly. He 
always had kind words for everybody. Uh, wasn't a person he would talk to. He never felt he was too big to speak to anybody. I mean, you know, he kind of became a folk hero around Woodland because he went off to UVA and he did so well. I mean, the kids loved him. The community loved him. But, you know, if you didn't know that he played at UVA, uh, you really wouldn't have thought, you know, that, wow, this guy is on TV every Saturday making plays and he takes the time out to talk to me. I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. How is the community right now? Everybody's hurting. Everybody's hurting. I mean, I mean, Lavelle was Woodland's favorite son. So many things I wanted to share about Tyler, my best friend and the brother I never had. He's a brother to his two little siblings, Tegan and Tanaya. He was a son to Simone and Thaddeus. He was a grandson and a nephew and a cousin that was truly loved. TVA, he was a great football player and a teammate, as well as a friend to anyone who wanted to be embraced by him. He had an outsized personality that showed up each day as a kind, gentle, respectful, and loving. His smile. Whenever you saw Tyler, he would flash his infectious smile, the kind of smile that you couldn't help but smile too. You know, uh, the grief, the loss, and heartache will never be gone for me or for any of us for that matter. Now we just learn how to manage it. And rather than being sad, I will remember the smile and remembrance of you and do right by you and continue to chase our common dreams of graduating and continuing our football careers. But what I would give to see you and that smile of yours and just hug on you one more time. Unfortunately, I cannot, but I know that you are smiling up there. And so for that, I would do the same down here. Deshaun was real loving. You know, he was nice and uh, he could make you laugh. He had the personality to light the room up. Then we had a time where, um, this was last week on a field. He was being a little aggressive after the play and uh, he got pulled off the field. He like, bro, why did he took me out? I'm like, bro, you was fighting. He like, you're right, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember this one time you know, um, you know, he liked to he liked to get me on the field. So uh, we was we was doing um, scout, and uh, this was maybe early in the season, and I didn't get the call. He gave me the wrong call, and coach looked at me like, "Bro, what are you doing?" I was like, "All right." So later on the season, maybe three weeks ago or something like that, he was like, uh, "So I, he asked me what the call was." I was like, I got him. <laughs> so uh, he, he looked up, he like, what's the call? And I told him, you blitzing. He's like, all right. So as the play went on, he walked up and he noticed he wasn't blitzing on that play. And then he looked over at me, he like, bro, don't ever do that again. <laughs> and then I was like, got you. The way that you held my, high, my head high in high school when I needed you the most is the same way that you mentored me here in college helping me be the person I am today. Your presence was felt each and every day that I was able to step on the field and share it with you. You were always the first one to be there for me after a make or after a miss. Your outlook on life never changed. You were always, you were always gonna go out of your way for people you love the most. I strive to be like you in many ways, 
your work ethic, your compassion, your mindset, and your loyalty. The world would be a better place with more people like you, Deshaun. You're my earthly protector, and now I have no doubt you're my heavenly protector. I love you, D. Football was only the part that the world saw, but we got to see so much more. Seeing your laugh and being around you for four years was nothing but an honor. The joy and happiness you brought was infectious. I could never have a bad day around you. I'm so happy we screamed and embarrassed you in the locker room saying happy birthday a few weeks ago. Seeing that laugh and smile lit me up. I promise to carry your legacy on within me. I can't say I love you enough, man. How is just seeing Mike awake now and talking to you? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to even put it in words um, when you see your child laying there on the ventilator um, and knocks the wind out of it. And um, seeing him now up moving around, it's like, um, like I just told him, it's like having a, a newborn baby, watching them sleep, and that's what I've been doing. I just watch his chest go up and down, and uh, it's, it's, it's truly, truly a blessing. So he he managed to take some steps today. He did. He did. Oh, and um, he did it without a walker. So, you know, he tried to, to, to impress me. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he did. He he, he walked and he, um, um, you know, they, they're, they're having him doing limited activity. But, of course, um, Mike being Mike, he asked to take another lap, and they told him no. You know, that was enough. So he had to go sit down, but he was ready. He's uh, selfless. And, um, I mean, he's, he's kind-hearted. I mean, there's so many, there's so many, so many things I could say about him. Just, um, and he's mine. He's mine. And I'm so proud of him. And I, I, I don't know, this, 